Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Welcome back. We are live one more time. I think we are at a streak now of about 27 consecutive. Well, no. Okay. I took Sundays off. Uh, 27 of these interviews brought to you guys because while you're on house arrest, I want you to learn from the best. (laughs) Um, Give me just one second, Chris. Guys, my guest is Chris Hines. And if you don't know him, you're not going to be forgetting him after this. I tell you that much. Let me just do my uh, my compulsory sharing out of the of the uh, of the show here. So boom, share it to my profile. Let's see. Start a watch party. And share it to my group. Because I'm all about doing it once. <laughs> Getting maximum effort from maximum uh, leverage from it. What's happening, Chris? Man, I'm excited. Um, I feel like a lot of industries are being impacted by the virus, obviously, but podcasting is one of the spaces that for me, it's been impacted in a positive way. Like it's only been good things. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. appreciate that, man. Yeah, there have been. Um, it's weird. I don't think I've ever had an event-driven recession or been part of an event-driven close-down like this before. Usually, they're, uh, they're, they're, things like this are driven from something else, right? But this is an external event. And so some things are shut down completely and other things are going on as, as business as usual. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been really weird to see. <laughs> it's such a strange thing. Um, I hope that you, like I hope everyone out there is staying positive and focusing on, well, I know you are focusing on what you can do instead of getting consumed by, you know, what you can't do. Um, and so the reason I wanted to get you on here today is because while people are at home, you don't want to give up your hustle, guys. You, know, you, you got to have something to do. And podcasting is a perfect thing for that. So I thought I would take advantage of your generosity and, and, you know, the fact that you were willing to come on here and let's learn a little bit about how to do a podcast the right way, because let's face it, man, most people don't. Yeah, that's very true. And I think the biggest thing is people rush to get their show started. As soon as they make that decision, they say, yeah, I'm going to launch a podcast. Mm -hmm. They get a microphone and they sit down and record and they just start putting stuff out with no plan or no process with it. And then two months later they quit. So right. my first tip is don't rush it. Like be okay. patient. So talk a little bit more about that. What is we know what rushing it looks like. Rushing, you just described it. It's like grab a microphone, start creating content, figure out how to get your RSS feed, I guess, or whatever, and and then um and then uh kind of give up because you realize it's more work than you thought. <laughs> yeah. So I would say the opposite of that is really having a plan and the foundation is, I was just talking to a client earlier, most important thing for you in the beginning is to know who you're talking to. Like, would you start a business without knowing who your ideal client is? You probably right. wouldn't. That's not right. smart. So you right. shouldn't have a podcast without knowing who your ideal listener is. Okay. You need to know who you want listening to you every single week. 
And it doesn't matter if you're a speaker, if you're a coach, if you're an author, you need to have a foundation set for who your podcast is for. Then it becomes easy to market. Um, and then it's easy to get sponsors, easy to generate leads if you know who you're talking to. So how do we figure out who we're talking to? It comes down to your mission. Really, what is your mission? Okay. What solution are you bringing to the world? Right? You need right. to understand what value you bring. Now, there may be other people that are doing the same thing as you. Sure. But you have to do it in a different way. So your mission is extremely important. And I, I noticed that the people who come to me and they're like, how do I get sponsored? How do I make money for my show? Yeah. yeah. When we take a step back and we look at their mission, if that's not aligned all the way through... They usually fail. So you got to take a step back and kind of like you did with your business. Mm -hmm. What solutions are you providing? Because this audio content through this microphone, it's still, it should be a solution or yeah. entertainment. There's only two types of podcasts that are successful solutions yeah. or entertainment. Yeah. So let's use me as an example. I mean, since you've, since you brought the conversation here, I'd be a fool if I didn't get your professional <laughs> advice. Right. Uh, my show is, positioned as um, good conversations with great minds. So that would be entertainment to start with, right? It, that could be entertainment and educational. That's the good thing about certain podcasts is you, with that presentation, depending on how you position it, it could be both. And that's a beautiful oh, nice. world right there. That's nice. beautiful. So, so you think that I might've uh, inadvertently sort of hit the sweet spot. Yeah. And that's what you want is to say, yeah, I have on great guests. They can teach mm -hmm. you something, but we also have entertainment pieces that are uh, they're going to yeah. make you laugh, make you feel good. That's the yeah. real sweet spot. Do you feel like Joe Rogan is as one of the best podcasts? Is that what he does? Exactly. Like he okay. can have on Elon Musk to teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that same episode, they entertain you and make you cry laughing. Like that's sure. the sweet yeah. spot every podcaster should be striving for. Nice, man. That's that's very encouraging. So um, let's use let's use me as the as the case as the test. OK, is that OK? Let's can, do I, it. can I just shamelessly milk you for information? <laughs> Honestly, I think the examples are the best way for people watching to yeah. learn. So yeah. let's do it. OK, cool. So now I've I've inadvertently stumbled upon the sweet spot. Right. It's part um, high, high value which is always my goal, you know, and, and I think, I think even if it's entertainment value, everyone's goal, part of your, part of your mission needs to be high, high value. Yeah. I think one thing that's going to happen interestingly with this pandemic is the low value is going to get pushed out to a large extent. Yeah. Hoping. I don't hope, I don't wish anybody ill, <laughs> but a lot of y'all know you're only bringing your B minus game. You know yeah. it, you know, you ain't trying all that hard. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, you can and, see it easily. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to see. It's, right, it, right. I mean, and this is the way you have to look at it is when your show is in that sweet spot. Now yeah. what you have to do is, again, high value, like you said, okay. and the solutions. That's the next step is knowing who your ideal listener is. Then you can understand, OK, this is the problem they face. Uh -huh. Like if I'm yeah. if your podcast are talking this high value conversations with power mind, right? Yeah, that means you're probably talking to high performers. That yeah. sounds like coaches. It sounds like business owners, CEOs. So understanding what their problem is and then yeah. creating solution oriented content is how your show can be successful. So what does that part look like? Does it look like 
strategically selecting guests? Like, how do I know that I'm addressing the problems that my audience has? Well, the guests are one way, but I think that part is still overdone. The okay. opposite way of how I teach my clients is you need to do something we call action episodes. Oh, action okay. episodes are when you go live by yourself, you do a full episode. Um, it could be between 15 and 30 minutes oh. where you're just delivering solutions. Like that's it. And what this does is it makes you the expert to your audience and you build that trust. You build the likability because if you just do interviews nonstop, yeah. then you kind of get lost in the show. People are coming every week to hear the guests, not you. You mm. want to make sure you're still an important part of the podcast and action episodes help you do that. Nice, man. I um, I mean, if anything, I, I sort of mentally model myself as a as a show host after uh, Jordan Harbinger, you know, but then I guess really thinking about it, he would do those back in back in the Art of Charm days, wouldn't he? He would do those action episodes. Mostly interviews, but occasionally it would just be him and one of the Art of Charm guys just just breaking skills down for you. Yeah, and, and it's all about balance. So I tell my uh -huh. clients, you never want it to be mostly you, right? But the perfect balance. If you're putting out an interview every week, mm -hmm. two or three of those action episodes per month is more than enough. Okay, and this cool. works well, especially if you want to build a business from your podcast. If you're trying to generate leads, yeah. if you want people to buy your courses or your coaching program to buy a book. Action episodes are powerful. Like if you're an author, here's one thing you can do mm -hmm. is take a, an excerpt from your book and just explain it to the audience. Take yeah. one episode to just explain 12 minutes to explain yeah. what this part of your book means and let them know where they can buy it at a discounted price or something like that. That can get you 20 sales instantly. Something that simple builds wow. you a great podcast. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it can be as simple as just breaking out a piece of your signature material, whatever it is you do. It's that easy. It is oh, that man. easy. And it doesn't have to be this two hour thing. It's just right, a small right. piece because people appreciate that when, again, when you know who your ideal listener is, the same mm -hmm. way you know who your ideal client is, taking a piece of that signature program should yeah. be a big solution to a problem they're facing. And if they listen to that in 20 minutes and they get a solution from it, they're like, wow, I made some progress from this. Now they instantly look at you like, okay, this is something I need to share. Or yeah. they come to you and say, okay, I want more. That's yeah. when you know you hit the jackpot. It's so funny, man, because um, it, it, I'm having one of those moments where as soon as you say it, it makes perfect sense. But I don't know if I would have thought about it on my <laughs> own, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so obvious, you know? Uh, <laughs> so one of the things I'm hearing you saying is very important so that you can execute these things we're talking about now is to really get clear. Like you were talking about, don't rush to launch. Um, yeah. Do you have a process to help people get this kind of clarity? Yeah, that clarity is almost, it's funny, it's literally almost the same as finding your ideal client. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the exact same, but I call it the branding layer. So it's about four layers down. And number one is really the surface level. That's where it's basic, like, oh, I help entrepreneurs live a better lifestyle. The really generic stuff we see yeah. all the time on Facebook. Yeah. But the layer under that would be like, okay, I help women live a healthier lifestyle. Okay, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty deep. A layer under that will be, I help moms live a healthier lifestyle, right? So you see, it goes from just oh yeah, yeah, women, 
moms. And then under that is where I call it the master layer, because that's when you start to learn more about the pain point. So mm-hmm. um, one of my clients, she has an amazing um, business and hers is really great. It's, I help mothers who are married live a healthier lifestyle so they can be present with their family. And it's like, yeah. when you get yeah. that deep, it's like, wow, any mom that's married is, is going to want to listen to that podcast. Because yeah, now, right. now all the content you create can be geared towards moms who are married. You it's can have on, too. yeah. You can have on therapists. You mm-hmm. can have on nutritionists. You can have all kind of people within that boundary. And boundaries are good to set with your podcast because it actually gives you more freedom. Right. Yeah. The same way as as niching down. Right? Exactly. So it's it's the same thing. It's the same it's thing. Form, it's okay. So I see what we're doing here. We're taking. We're actually taking the fundamentals of marketing, right? Yep. And we're, we're transferring them to an audio format. Yes. The same way that the fundamentals of marketing, and this is for the people listening, you probably already know this. You know, in the old days, if you, if you came up through a classical training in marketing, you were taught ADA, attention, interest, desire, action. Now we call it know, like, and trust mm-hmm. on Facebook in the digital realm, right? But it's the same thing. And, um, I think that what we're saying, what you're talking about here is, is the, the transference of those same classical principles, the pillars into this specific realm. Yeah. And what I find is most of my clients struggle in the beginning. So I mm-hmm. tell them, this is what you could do. If you're yeah. struggling to build your audience or find out who you want to talk to with your podcast, go on Facebook, find a group, mm-hmm. find the groups where your ideal clients are. You're going to learn as much as you can about them in there. Just ask one question like, yeah, uh, what do you struggle with? in this way like if i go to a podcast group and i say how are you struggling to monetize your show i'm going to get 50 comments instantly of people telling me how they're struggling to get sponsored Mm -hmm. now when i go and create episodes i know i can answer these questions when i develop a product i can answer these questions and especially it works well if you've been through their situation as well like if you've experienced it man like if you're a speaker and you're talking to speakers who are trying to build their speaker career but you've done a hundred stages right they're going to listen to everything you say because you've experienced a lot that experience is where it, it can really show on a podcast okay nice um what about and i know this slows a lot of people down what about just the technical pieces of uh oh hey jackie good morning the technical pieces of getting your show set up because we're talking about some great conceptual marketing uh, branding type stuff here. Uh, I don't want anybody to go away from this going, well, that was great and not had any idea how to move forward. <laughs> you know? So um, it's funny when I started my podcast, my very first show in 2015, I think it was, I started mm-hmm. in the bathroom. I had like a little makeshift desk. I didn't have any of this equipment you see me with now. I didn't have any of it. Yeah. I had the yeah. old school Apple headphones, no microphone. Mm-hmm. That was just what I started with. Um, but at, at that point in time, I didn't know really good podcast equipment is about 200 bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. 200 bucks. You can get you a good microphone. Um, like these boom arms right here, are really valuable because it gives you more freedom. Yeah. You need good headphones so you can listen to your guests. Um, a, a little uh splitter focus right is which one I is the one I use. Um, so the equipment isn't a lot, it's really not that much of a headache. I would say go look for a podcast kit, get the full kit. Don't try to get pieces by piece, just get a full kit, 
the uh, mic with sense. the pop. I ordered the mic with the without the pop filter, and it was terrible. So you mm-hmm. want to get the yeah. entire kit and less than 250 bucks you're good if you want to add in video maybe another 50 bucks for lights i'm still waiting for my lights manny was mm-hmm. killing me about my lighting before we started <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta get the lights but 300 bucks is like more than enough to get the right equipment that you need mm-hmm. okay and then um when i first started out the only way you could uh when i did my first podcast probably in 2015 or 16 you, the only option you had was to go straight through Apple. Yeah. Right. To get your RSS feed. And mm-hmm. now there's any number of ways, right? Any number of services. You got Libsyn. You got, who, who do you use? Why? And does it matter? I will say it, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Like it, there are some platforms that will give you more stats. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't personally don't even pay attention to my stats anymore because I podcast for a bigger reason than to be in a top 200. You know, okay. for me, it's about attracting ideal clients. Mm-hmm. So whether I have, I, and I learned this the hard way, whether I have 10,000 listeners or 200, mm-hmm. I can still attract my ideal clients. So I don't really care about the stats and some platforms are going to give you better stats than others. Lipson okay. is definitely the biggest. Um, Buzzsprout is the most popular. Anchor is the most used because they allow the mobile. So if you want to record on your phone, you can use Anchor. Anchor sound great on your phone. Um, but you have one of these platforms. I personally use Castos because I like uploading my podcast episodes to my website. It's super easy, no headache. It's like a full blog post with my episodes as well. Wait, um, what's it called? Just, what's it called again? It's called uh, Castos. C-A-S-T-O-S? Yeah. Okay. Really, really good one. And what does it do? Because the audio was clipping as you were describing it. So it allows me to upload to my website extremely mm-hmm. easy. Like it's like adding it. a blog post. Okay. Got and it. it's really good for SEO because now when people search my show, they find it like my podcast pops up right at the top for a certain topics, which gotcha. is amazing. That's what you uh-huh. want. So, yeah. And then when you add your podcast episodes to your website, it's really easy to do marketing to uh, attract new subscribers. So I run $1 a day Facebook ads yep. and, you know, a dollar a day is going to get to like 500 people. But if two or three people click that, that's enough for a dollar, right? Mm. But when they click, they're going to my website's list of the show. They can subscribe there and mm. I can retarget them because of the pixel on my website. Nice. Okay. By the way, if your dollar a day ads are only getting you 500 people, we need to talk. Because I, I can get you way more than that for a dollar a day. <laughs> I, I just run them. I don't even, honestly, some of that stuff, I don't even check it. I you don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just let it go. It's worked so well. Um, one of my shows got to like the top 200 doing that. So from now, I just do it now. Like just let it run and it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I'll tell you what I like about um, a couple of the things you've said so far is um, you, you didn't choose your, your RSS provider or whatever they're called based on stats and stuff. And you don't care about, you know, like, you know, that the dollar a day works. And the thing that I'm hearing here is like, you're staying focused on what's important. What's and that's what's that, bottom that's line what, is. That's it. That's what podcasting mm-hmm. coming comes down to. And I always ask my clients because there are two reasons why people podcast. Yeah. Either they want to build a business yeah, or they want to get sponsored. If you yeah. want to get sponsored, then numbers matter. You need a certain amount of downloads to get sponsors. What I've also learned is if you have the right leverage, you can still get sponsored. 
Like I still have sponsors on my show every week. They're mm-hmm. still paying me all the time. And I still attract my ideal clients from my show as well. So it, it can it can work both ways when you have that right positioning. Well, let's talk a little bit about um getting sponsors before you have huge numbers, because I know that's gonna be everyone who knows anything about podcasts is gonna want to know about that. So <clears throat> how do how do we go about that? I, I, it's funny, I put together a full system on this because when I got my first sponsor in 2017, it was with SeatGeek. They paid me 15 bucks an episode. <laughs> and it, it doesn't sound like a lot, which it wasn't, but I was right. ecstatic because it's like, I'm getting paid to talk about basketball. I've been doing this my whole life. Right. So the right. fact that they wanted to pay me had me excited. <laughs> yeah, totally. But building that relationship, it grew to another level. It went from $15 an episode we went four, five, six, seven times that. And then at one mm. point, they didn't sponsor an entire network. So I had shows within my network I wasn't even on that were sponsored by this company I built this relationship with. Wow. So what it really comes down to when we get sponsored is relationships. You have to know the right people and build a relationship with them. Um, mm. I do think this is another thing we're on. If you listen to people who host their podcast on Anchor, Spreaker, um, Blog Talk Radio, those companies tell you to put. Hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website, mannywolf.com, where you can either schedule a call with me or my team, or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king. And if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. Commercials on your show because they make money when you promote the companies for them. Right. right? And I know this because I work behind the scenes of these companies, so I know this is some game right here. Yeah. <laughs> and the, so the podcast company, that the software, they get paid a lot of money, but then they pay you pennies on a dollar. So uh-huh. after 10,000 downloads and impressions, then you might get maybe 10 bucks. Wow. That system is made for bloggers. It's not made for podcasters. Right. Because you're going to get way more clicks on the blog than you would get downloads on a podcast. So that system will never work. If you have commercials, delete them now. It's not going to get you where you want to go. Okay. Focus your energy on building relationships with the sponsors you want to work with. And I have a full system on this. Um, I even have a small business contract template I give to my clients mm-hmm. because some companies in the beginning, they might only be able to pay you like 20 bucks an episode. Mm-hmm. that's not to say you, you might want a thousand a month. Just start off with the 20 because you mm-hmm. never know where it's going to go. If okay. I would have said no to SeatGeek, they would have never sponsored 10 of my shows at one time. Right. All right. Um, so 
is podcasting any less of a marathon now than it used to be? Is it any more, less of a slow burn? You know, because like in back in the day, um, I came up through the uh, through the Podcasters Paradise program. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that was I, I don't know if it was good or not. I uh, <laughs> I I got. I got really burned out really quick on the, uh, on, you know, the guy who created it. It just really rubbed me the wrong way fast, but that's just me. I don't like anybody that everybody is bowing down at their feet, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if everybody's kissing your ass, I don't like you. And, and that may be more about me than, than them. <laughs> I like the honesty. I like the yeah. honesty. <laughs> Back then though, you know, like I know I was in the same sort of group as some people who have gone on to have really big shows because they stuck with it. I don't know at what point of sticking with it, they finally started to, things started to kick for them, but is there a faster way now or is it still really, really a marathon? It's really about what it is that you want from your show. If you want okay. to be famous and have celebrities on your show, if you have the yeah. money, you can do it. Um, I know some celebrities, some of your favorite gurus, mm -hmm. if you pay them the right amount, they'll go on any podcast. Right. Some of them are, they're whoring themselves out. Like, yeah. that's just what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm not here to judge is what they want to do. <laughs> um, but that's how some shows grow. You know, yeah. some people are paying a thousand, even up to $10,000 for podcast guests. Right. And so if you want to speed it up that way, you can, I would say if you can find one platform to market your show on, mm be consistent with your content mm -hmm. you can be where you want to be within three to six months okay like you can be attracting and what i mean by that is attracting 10 to 20 high quality leads every week from your podcast beautiful yeah. like in three to six months if you have that one pl platform that you market on and you're consistent mm -hmm. there and you really built brand yeah you can be successful and when we talk about one platform that you market on what are we talking about Social media channels? Yes. And I think this is where most podcasters fall off is they try to market everywhere. And then their version of marketing is just taking an episode link and then posting it. That's not marketing. That's no, that's not. not that's, that's just dissemination. That, that's all it is. Yeah. So one social platform is all you need. And okay. I can tell you how all the platforms work right now. This is something that the elite podcast marketing agency is what we focus on. Instagram is visual. So if you want mm -hmm. to market your show there, you need to have a lot of visual content. If you're not on okay. video, don't use Instagram. Got it. Facebook is for groups. You need to know how to navigate certain groups and be a part of at least 10 where your ideal listeners are present. And you need to share content to your podcast or business page uh, consistently so people can find it. Mm -hmm. Twitter is engaging. I think every podcaster should be on Twitter because it's such an open world. It's... Yeah. It's so open and anything can go viral like that. It's mm -hmm. Twitter is just next level. It's it's crazy, but you can navigate it. You'll be successful. Yeah, LinkedIn so, is for professionals. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Twitter because I know that more and more, and obviously not everyone because Twitter has lots and lots of people on it, but more and more there's a there's a feeling that Twitter is just it's just a garbage dump, right? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean, if I understand this correctly, how can I put this? Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that, well, A, you can't get meaningful engagement. Uh, so, so how do we, 
maybe just in a nutshell, how do we navigate Twitter? You don't have to go deep into this. How do we stay out of the crazy and make it work for us? <laughs> you know, it's funny you say it that way. I literally, a part of my Twitter podcasting, uh, podcast marketing program is the Twitter rules. Some of the rules I have written down, they are made to keep you out of the craziness. Oh, One of the most important things is just don't talk about politics. Yeah. No matter what your opinion is, it's just <laughs> just step back. If your show isn't yeah. around, uh, if your podcast isn't about politics, yeah, stay away from politics. You will be A-OK. That's literally 90% of the issues I see come from political arguments. You, right? you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but... I, I think you're, I mean, to the extent that I even know Twitter, I think you're right. I think most of where the character assassination and the social wor justice warrioring and the, and the selective outrage and the virtue signaling, it's all really around politics, isn't it? It's all really it's, around political issues. If you tweet about uh, socialism or capitalism, <laughs> if, if you even say Trump, you're going to have a lot of responses. Like, the, And some people try to use it to leverage and get attention, but you don't have mm -hmm. to. Right. Twitter is, I call Twitter kind of like high school, right? Yeah. And high school, <laughs> that's, and that's good, what man. it is to me. And it that's makes good. sense. Just, let me break this down. So yeah. You know, in high school, we had different cliques. Like you had the jocks over here and then the cheerleaders, the I smart remember. guys over here. Yeah. Twitter's the same way. You have NBA Twitter. You have um, like financial Twitter. You got real estate Twitter. You have so many different worlds. Like vegan Twitter is this whole own world. So <laughs> if your podcast is about building a business <laughs> or entrepreneurship. <laughs> Hashtag vegan cat. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's yeah. like every world of Twitter has their own inside jokes. They have their own ways of communicating. Yeah. And finding your place there is how you can grow your podcast. It's, and it's not as terrifying as people think. For me, it's more just the platform is super confusing. I mean, I just don't understand how it works. I feel like John Favreau and Chef. <laughs> you remember that? Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's like, what, what's, what's the Twitter? The Twitter? Am I on the Twitter? I don't know about the Twitter. What's the Twitter? Oh, that was crazy. And, <laughs> see, and one of the things I put together is it's a few different strategies. I have what I call a topic sentence uh, tweet. Mm -hmm. And that's a tweet that you put out about you, yourself, your brand, who you are, okay. and your podcast. Like, this is who I am. This is my podcast. And you pin that to your profile. So every time someone comes to your page, even if after they read your little short bio, they can immediately see who you are and what you're about because you explained it in that pen tweet. This okay. is really good because <laughs> once I put that up, I lost a lot of followers and I was excited because I started gaining podcast followers who are my ideal clients. Yeah. So this, this strategy is a way you can attract more of the people you want in your world and kind of get rid of all that noise you were talking about. So it's yeah. really Twitter is about setting up your profile, right? I think that's half the battle. And then the content, um, like the threads and stuff like that, the way you tweet, man, that can blow up your show. And people don't know this, but I spent all of 2018 on Twitter. That was where I got all of my business from, like wow. only Twitter, like wow. only Twitter. Before I came to Facebook or was on LinkedIn heavily, yeah. only Twitter. And it was really successful for me. I think a lot of us who prefer Facebook tend to think that uh, that there is no business on Twitter, right? It's just chaos. Yeah, and it's that's so untrue, man. I will say the higher ticket products will take a little more effort to sell on Twitter. Sure. But you know, if you're selling products under a thousand dollars, it can be sold on Twitter easily. 
Wow. Easily. Okay. The same way I sell on Facebook, it's the same way I sell on Twitter. Super easy. So um, I guess I have to rethink Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we covered? We've covered your equipment. We've covered um, the misconceptions about, you know, sponsorships and about how quickly you can sort of get your podcast to be a viable, I'm going to call it a viable marketing platform. Yeah. Um, we even covered a little bit about the, um, the different, uh, uh, RSS feed options and stuff like that. I guess at this point, I'm curious, um, what are some of the other big, um, uh, pitfalls that, that people run into, you know, miss, misassumptions, things like that, that people have when they're getting started? Uh, really that they can make money from it like YouTube. I think that's the big problem right now. Um, okay. In February, over 50,000 podcasts were launched. Damn. Like, just think about how many shows. That's a lot of shows. Yeah. And it still hasn't caught up to the rate of YouTube, mm -hmm. but people are coming into podcasting thinking it's going to be like YouTube. And in the beginning, you have to decide, do I want to build my business or do I want to get sponsored? When you make that decision, you get clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. Everything else after that becomes easy. Um, so- I think I guess the misconception you got to get over is that you're going to make money the first week. Like, okay. yeah. take a step back. Um, you can make money the first week if you're a celebrity or if you have a larger audience, you know how to leverage. Right. But you can make as much money as you want to podcasting. Um, Bill Simmons sold his network for over 25 million. Joe Rogan is making 15 million a year from his podcast mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. Um, some of the crew chime. True crime shows are making millions of dollars a year, like five to eight million. It's it's insane. So it's possible to be done. Yeah. But you have to understand why you're doing it. If that mission isn't correct in the beginning, man. It's really difficult for you to be successful. Okay. Jackie asks, does the level of success on Twitter depend on the sexiness of the product? That's an interesting question. Um, I would say no, because every person is on Twitter. I used to think that I wasn't selling the right thing, but mm -hmm. I realized that. Every ideal client is on Twitter. It's such a big world. And mm -hmm. I've gotten podcast listeners from around the world. And then these people will then go and buy a book I put out. Some people have been listening to my show for years, like yeah. literally years. It's crazy to hear the stories that they know about me that yeah. I told years ago on my show. Yeah. So yeah. The, the product you're selling on Twitter, at, at this point, it comes down to how you market that product. Okay. If you tell people, oh, this isn't for you because you have this mindset that people on Twitter are lesser than people on Facebook, then of course they're not going to buy it. Sure. But if you present the value to them and you show them how it can solve their problem, people are going to pull that wallet out. Now, I assume that a lot of that presenting the value and showing them has to be through taking them off the platform with links, right? Because, I mean, we're still very limited to with the character limitations on Twitter, or is no, there something I'm missing there? That's the unique thing about Twitter is you can do threads where you connect tweets together. And oh, then at the, okay. so a, the thread is basically when, for example, when I'm selling a new product, I like to explain what it is, the value they can get from it, who it's for. And I use maybe five to seven connected tweets to do that. Now, so you could, write a, you could write a long form sales letter on Twitter? Yes, it's exactly <laughs> it. Okay, now, gotcha. you, you don't want to go too long because you'll lose some people. But <laughs> sure. A good thread. And as you at the end of the thread, that's where you add your call to action. That's when you put the link. The funny thing is on Twitter, most people don't like when you have a 
ton of links. Nobody's clicking that. Okay. You know? um, that's why you put that link at the end of your thread. Mm. And then remember that tweet we talked about in the beginning, that topic sentence tweet that you pinned to your profile. Mm -hmm. You then you take the first tweet of your thread, connect it to that profile tweet. Now, every person that comes to your profile is going to scroll through all of your old threads about value recently. Gotcha. Getting out. And I've done this and people constantly, constantly are looking at tweets I put up years ago and they love it. Like, wow, this is super valuable. Podcasters see that. And I put up a whole breakdown of how you can get sponsored on Twitter, just in a thread, the whole mm -hmm. thing, beginning to end. And people loved it. So Twitter is a good way to attract a lot of new clients and bring new people into your world. Well, then I stand corrected on Twitter for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, man, I, I think that uh, a, a lot of why I stay away from it is because I just didn't understand the platform, you know? So sponsorship outreach, what can you tell us about that? That is How do we find it? <laughs> oh, okay. So the first thing you have to do is I, I tell people, list out the sponsors you want to work with, okay. you know, list, make a list, 25 to 50 sponsors. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Then take the time to go to their websites and go to that team area at the bottom. See who they're working with. See who is a part of the team, who's on there. Um, that's really important because then you get to see who's working in that marketing department. The person okay. in the marketing department has the budget. They have that budget sheet. Yeah. And they have to decide how they're going to spend these marketing dollars. Got it. Now you reach out to that person. If they have an email up there, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They have mm -hmm. the email there, shoot them an email. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I host this podcast. Our ideal listeners are aligned with your ideal customers. It would be great if you could sponsor our show. I'm welcome to doing a test run for a lower mm -hmm. amount, for a shorter amount of episodes. Okay. So we can show you the value of working with our podcast. That is a big part that podcasters miss. They just jump out there and say, hey, sponsor our show. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's not going to work. You have okay. to be willing to build the relationship. Got it. Nice. Okay. Um, and that's where you said scroll to the bottom of the website and look for the team section. Yeah. And you, you usually, you can see a ton of employees there. Okay. Um, and it's very rare that you don't. And if their email isn't up there, then you go to LinkedIn, you find them there. Right. Build the relationship. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I would say with LinkedIn though, you want to get off of LinkedIn as soon as possible, mm -hmm. get an email or a phone number. Like yeah. my guy, so I work with at SeatGeek in the beginning. We talked maybe once on the phone every two to three weeks mm -hmm. for about two months before the deal. So we were on the phone maybe four times before we actually signed a deal. Right. So that relationship, man, is so important when it comes to being sponsored. Okay, great. Uh, this has been amazing. What do you think? Uh, what did I forget to ask that people need to know, if anything? I think we cover most of it, but I would say with the launching that's probably where I see the most failures. Ooh, it, tell us about you need that. to have a marketing plan for at least three months. And what I mean by that is what episodes are you putting out? What content are you using to market your show? Mm -hmm. um, that's very, very important because when you market correctly with your show in the first three months, you start to see that success. It's very important for us as humans to see success in 90 days. So we keep going whatever we're doing. So like you start working out and you don't see any results in 90 days, you're probably mm -hmm. going to quit. So yeah. with your podcast, it's the same thing. It's up here. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a marketing plan so you can be successful in that first 90 days. And by success, I mean, let's say you get two clients from your show. Yeah. Like just two people. 
that's a lot. That's going to feel amazing. And at first, like on day 45, when you're like, man, right. I got two clients. Yes. That's a lot. That's enough to keep the regular person going. So setting yeah. up a marketing plan and really deciding where you're going to market your show and how. That is, man, it's so important. If you don't have that, it's really hard to um, stick around in the podcast game. Makes sense. Makes sense. Chris, man, thank you so much. I mean, you just, I don't think you held anything back. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I like to give it all out there, man. Just whatever it is, because this is a reality, man. I know a lot of people still need help with this. And Mm. one of the things, kind of like how you had misconceptions about Twitter. Mm. I was the same way about Facebook groups, but I'm finally opening my own Facebook group. I'm finally opening the doors to it. Elite podcast marketing and we are going to cover launching some things about equipment, but mostly it's about marketing a podcast and getting sponsored. Um, yeah. Cause I know those are the two biggest areas that podcast hosts are struggling with. Right. We'll, we'll sort of uh, stumble and struggle our way through the other stuff, right? We'll get the podcast <laughs> out there somehow by hook or by crook. And then once it's out and we're doing it uh, now we have to write show notes and we have to do all these little technical pieces. Um, it just seems like, we draw a complete blank on marketing. Yeah. And it's always forgotten. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why shows are usually done before that 90 day period. And yeah. one of my goals, and I'm putting this out there, I keep telling everyone is I want to show people how I got sponsored in my first 90 days. Yeah. So my goal was to get 50 podcast sponsor in their first 90 days. Nice. That's my goal. So I'm here mm-hmm. to help you bring as much value as I possibly can. Excellent, man. I love it. You got a few minutes after the interview to stick around? Yes, sir. Cool, buddy. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, and then you and I are going to chat a little bit now. And guys, I mean, if you if you like what you're hearing here, go find Chris. I will tell you personally, firsthand, I know for a fact, he's not one of those inaccessible people. It's easy to get in touch with him. He'll, uh, he'll answer you. He'll reach out to you. Um, or rather, he'll respond when you reach out to him. Um, he's down here on the level with all of us. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not, he ain't tripping. So thanks, thanks for having me. me. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Manny Wolf show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E.com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group, simply called The Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join The Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see you.